0: One of our goals for 2021 is to help as many people as possible overcome their financial fofu. So we've got a big favour to ask. Please like, rate and share our podcast. The ratings make our podcast easier for others in need of a little financial backup Mm. to find us. We also love a little bit of feedback. So tell us the bits you love and any bits you don't and send through any topics you'd love to hear more of. Thanks all. Welcome to today's episode of the Financial Fofu Podcast. I'm Trudy Cowan. And I'm Sarah Eiferman. And today we are speaking to uh, Paris Young from Pascal Satori all about marketing.
1: How are you going, Paris? You! Hello and happy (laughs) new year. (laughs) It's a bit like that, isn't it?
2: thank you both for having me on today very exciting to talk about something that really we need eighty thousand podcasts yeah <laughs> but
1: as you know i send pretty much all my clients to you because you are a marketing extraordinaire so it is super important you. that you're on our podcast
2: yes <laughs> yes no i'm very very excited Um, And yeah, really interested to kind of get your perspective, especially from a finance point of view, with all your wonderful listeners thinking about, you know, marketing and finance. There's It can be a little bit difficult to draw a correlation between the two. Yeah.
1: Before we start, how about you give us a little bit of a background as to your history um, and everything that you've got going on, because you've just gone through a whole new process with your brand as well.
2: Yes, it's fun. It's like a builder building their own house. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? I do. <laughs> like you're just slowly rolling it out, trying to focus on things without you know getting too sidetracked. But yeah, we've um we're soft launching at the moment. So for everyone, that kind of means you can have either a soft launch or a hard launch with a business or brand. A soft launch means you kind of drip and drab things through social media, and you're setting the foundations really slowly. Um, it takes a lot less time. And focus out of your day, or a hard launch is usually very meticulously planned, and it's on a particular day that everything goes live at once. So, your website goes up at one time with your social media and everything. So, at the moment, we have um, little bits and pieces out there, but we don't have a website or anything yet um, because we build websites. So, we're building client websites. It <laughs> <laughs> seems own.
1: to be a common issue for people that mm. are in the creative design
2: space clients come first. Yeah, definitely. Um, But a little bit about me. So my background is in strategic design and um, human-centered design. So I am not your typical marketer. I'm more focused as a designer. So I design everything from brands, businesses, experiences, um, and marketing is a key component of how you you communicate ideas. So that's how I kind of got into marketing. Um, I'm a brand strategist, primarily in marketing, which means we look at things from a branding point of view, which I'm sure we'll go into a little bit more detail later. Again, another 80,000 podcasts worth of content into one, Um, but... Marketing can be pretty tactical, and it can be difficult to you know measure rather than advertising whereas you know branding is looking at something holistically so we look at not only your external communications and products and services but also your internal stuff because your culture is very much a part of how your brand um, is communicated as well. I think it's super important. Like when I say to my clients that
1: um, it's really important when they do their planning, that they include their personal goals. We talked about this in a previous podcast that because your personal goals have a direct impact on your business goals and your business goals have a direct impact on your personal life. And it's kind of the Mm. same thing in terms of that integrated positioning of how everything links together.
2: Yeah, completely. Couldn't agree more. I think it's, you know, especially with both of your businesses, having that focus on you know what are you doing personal goal wise business goal wise financial goal wise and then also what are you looking at from a branding perspective because you can set a marketing budget but if you don't have clarity on your brand as a whole it's going to be very short-lived there's going to be no sustainability there yeah yeah
1: perhaps the first question should be what is a brand because the word's thrown around pretty regularly but a lot of people don't necessarily understand the depth of what a brand is like they know brand names but what is a brand mm-hmm.
2: so this is something that's um everybody has a different answer especially if you're in the design space or marketing space etc yeah. the first thing that i guess i'll say is a brand is not your logo. <laughs> a brand is not the visual aspects of your brand. Um, some people call that, you know, brand identity more specifically. But the reason your brand is not your logo is because I think a lot of people think brand name. So say, let's use Apple, which is the most overused example. So I'm going to not use Apple and try and be a little bit creative. <laughs> um, let's think about something like Nike right so everyone identifies nike the word nike some might say that's the brand they might say that the swoosh is the brand but what nike actually is is all of those different elements combined to create an emotive response within the customer or audience so marty numar who's a fantastic brand strategist he actually says that the brand is what your customer thinks it is yeah so You know, people, when they think of Nike, they think of, you know, um, forward thinking, innovative materials and designs. They think of some negative stuff too, such as, you know, depending on your positioning, they might think of sweatshops. They might think of, you know, so depending on your audience that is what brand is if that makes sense so it's very very layered and if you look at it from one dimension you're going to kind of miss the emotional response that you're trying to create so something out of left field as a different way perhaps to explain it if
1: a brand was a house what part of the house would it be
2: Oh, the, it would be the house. It would be the materials within the house. It would be the suburb that the house is in. Mm. It would be the people that live in the house. It would be uh, the pets. <laughs> it would be the way that you kind of travel through the house. Okay. But are the the so,
1: materials used, the colour scheme, the everything. fabrication, the aspect on the block.
2: Completely. Yeah, um, even down to, you know, so if you had to continue your kind of example which i think is great so if you had an exactly the same exactly the same kind of looking house feeling house etc but one was 100 meters from the beach and one was in the middle of the bush they're not the same house No. no so it is about all of these different layers and aspects and emotional components that go into something to make it what it is and that is why brand is so complicated and why people usually simplify it to say you know uh, one of my key frustrations that you Sarah know (laughs) very deeply is when someone will say you know we'll design your brand for you and you get a logo a color palette Yeah. yeah and that's it there's no meaning there's no um you know emotional response or consistency of how you're going to communicate with your audience and i think the thing with that you know
1: if you take it back to the house example that's the walls and the roof it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the soft furnishings that are inside it's not the cookies baking in the oven or the incense or the essential oils Um, and it that's the as you say they're the things that set you apart and also resonate with your customer base
0: so if someone's starting out with business then how, what do you do? What's the first things that you should be looking at to start to build that brand?
2: I think the first thing that you need to do is obviously consult a professional or have a really clear understanding on your business plan. And obviously Sarah with Helix Planning can really kind of refine that in terms of what are your actual goals, personal goals, etc. because you can't create any kind of product or service or brand without having an understanding of what you're actually doing it for. Yes. Otherwise it's a waste. Yeah. Um, Then your next point of call is, and again, this is, you know, it depends on the kind of person, where you are, what business, et cetera. But you need to think about who you are, what you want to do and why it matters. So by starting from that kind of positioning, if I'm designing a sock, you know, well, what kind of sock? Why do I think that these types of socks are needed? What am I going to call my sock? And why does that connect back to why people need the sock? So your hygiene factors are very much your name, logo, and some kind of presence, we'll call it. So, for example, your website, somewhere for people to find you, or your shop if you Mm. want to go physical or your market store, but somewhere for people to interact with you. If you start with those three things you've got at least a you know small amount of foundation and then you can always add to those kind of levels.
0: Okay, okay. So when you're looking for someone to help you I guess build some of those levels um you know there's graphic designers and there's web developers and there's marketing agencies is it best to sort of go with one person that can do everything or to go a best of breed on each one of those i guess
1: elements i'm gonna stop you there paris and probably say go with the design strategist
2: <laughs> that's brand
1: strategist
2: oh my well, thank you sarah that's so <laughs> um I think the best place to start is know your strengths and be really objective of your strengths. I have met people that are fantastic marketers without knowing it Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, you know, they probably need some more help on the business strategy side or, you know, business advisory or maybe they need to, um, you know, they need help with their finances, but they might be able to get away with really understanding how to engage with their customers or design a logo and they might not be a designer or you may have people that you know really understand the manufacturing side but they have absolutely no skills when it comes to semiotics or messaging or you know psychology and understanding people and therefore should stay away from the marketing yeah so i think the first place to start is really have a good look at yourself Mm -hmm. and where your skill sets are look at the people in your network who you know that may have similar skills or may have referrals or experiences and then go from there. Okay. I think it comes back to what Paris said earlier is that A logo
1: is not your brand yep so it depends whether or not you're trying to push your product to market without the research and the planning done behind it because Mm -hmm. you feel that there's an opportunity or a niche that you can take advantage of or whether you're prepared to sit back and do it a little bit slower and take advantage of building your product or your business by design Mm -hmm. and and having the outcomes that then go with that
2: yeah definitely i think also you know there's If you don't have people that are going to buy your product and service there or you haven't tested the waters, for example, you you know, you haven't tried to build some kind of an audience or you haven't spoken to everyone around and they've gone, that's a fantastic idea. You need to benchmark stuff first. You can't just go out there and go, I'm going to spend $100,000 investing in making this, you know, product.
1: Well, you can, can. <laughs> you can <laughs> but it's a bad idea. All listeners, do not do it. <laughs> it doesn't usually end well for that business when they then run out of money and mm. they're trying to recruit their position to a position of strength where they can target their market or their audience because they don't actually have an
2: audience. Exactly. <laughs> but, and, but, you know, to, to go back to the house idea or the mm. concept, the architectural plans before you build will save you <laughs> from adding on 18 different wings in the renovation that comes five years later.
1: And having straight walls to start with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about investment then, obviously there are ways that you can build a brand without spending a lot of money. For example, if you manage to get an Instagram following without, you know, engaging someone to do all the work for you. So mm-hmm. is there, I guess, an amount of money you should be investing in building your brand or is it a very dependent on your product that you're selling
2: i think again everything is kind of it needs to be bespoke and that's the design strategist in me not a lot of marketers will say that um yeah there is no
1: cookie cutter approach right
2: and i think it's really important i've had I've spoken and, you know, Sarah, similar, been working together with a lot of clients. We've spoken to a lot of clients before that have done all the right things in mm. theory, but it hasn't been right for them. And yeah. that's, it's really important to note that, you know, you can watch a hundred YouTube videos that say email marketing is really important to do for every business. So you go out and spend all this time learning how to do email marketing, but then your email marketing strategy doesn't work because it's not into the brand and the objectives that you've set at the beginning. Um, And also, again, it may not be your strength. But, you know, to give you some kind of an answer, because everyone always wants some kind of monetary answer, (laughs) the rule of thumb generally, and I'll go from, let's talk about marketing first before we talk about startup. So if you're a business and you're thinking about how much to spend on my marketing, the first thing I'd tell you is marketing is not advertising. It is not a dollar-for-dollar return kind of um, evaluation. Mm -hmm. Some marketing can be short-term return on investment, but a lot of marketing is actually brand building. So you may not necessarily understand where someone has finally had the decision to buy something, especially if you're in B2B, business-to-business rather than business-to-consumer. So if you're selling a service, it can be really difficult to pinpoint, okay, that's when that person decided to use me because it's about trust. Um, and authenticity and exactly mm-hmm. so to say that you know i'm going to spend x amount on my marketing and i want x amount returned it's very difficult so that's why you need to set some really clear you know goals and the goals that i usually talk to are three things attention loyalty and then sales if okay. you're getting if you're getting attention if you're getting eyeballs on your mm. brand, it means you're getting brand awareness. And most people need to see something around, you know, 10 to 20 times before they even consider it trust as trustworthy. And yep. you've got over the first hand, um, hurdle. Loyalty because retaining customers is easier and more beneficial to your business than new ones in terms of actually, you know, monetary value. And the last one is sales for obvious reasons because you're trying to make money. Um, yeah, but the general rule of thumb would be at five percent of your gross turnover. So if you were to think five percent of your gross turnover, your projected gross turnover, so that's the total amount
1: of total amount of money you bring in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So that's you maintaining your business from a marketing perspective, from a you know software management, engaging your customers, social media, etc. That's it. Maintaining yep. about ten percent you're growing and then about 15% you're being competitive.
1: So on a $100,000 turnover, 5% to maintain would be 5K per year. Mm -hmm. 10% to grow would be 10K per year. And then to be competitive
2: would be 15K. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. And that's, again, benchmark. Like if you're you're in a really competitive industry and you've got someone spending 15% of their you know turnover which might be 2 million and you're sitting down here at you know a 100,000 then you're going to have to reevaluate that because it's market specific but it's a, yeah. it's a good kind of gauge for people to think about um if you're starting up you've got to think about things a little differently because you've got to get a really good foundation. You know, those architectural plans we were talking about and the straight wall, I love. (laughs) Yes. I swear my house does not have straight walls. Um, Neither (laughs)
0: does
1: mine. Mine doesn't. We just rebuild it to look (laughs) straight. Right? There's ways to have things.
2: Exactly. So if you were to say, you know, I want the minimum right so those hygiene factors I was talking about mm. if you were to start with two thousand dollars right and you wanted to start with that you're going to get some pretty shaky foundation you're going to get something a logo that probably looks like a lot of other logos doesn't have much meaning and um, you're going to get a really cheaply built website that you're most likely going to need to rebuild once you start getting some you know eyeballs on it if you get that many eyeballs on it at all because it wasn't designed for growth. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It's designed as a foot in the door, but it's not, mm. you know, a very good foot.
1: <laughs> so it's a house with one room and a garage. Yeah,
2: totally. Forgot and the kitchen. <laughs> I
1: forgot the laundry. Forgot the toilet.
2: And the concrete's probably cracking already. If that makes
0: sense. <laughs> if, if you're starting with a really low budget, is there anything wrong with starting that way, or do you just nothing if, wrong with if it? If you're willing, to, if you're willing to accept that in a couple of years' time, I may have to redo. Yes, yeah. is, is that yeah. oh, totally yeah. okay if you are working with a
2: low budget? Hundred percent. I think that that's totally fine. I think, in, you know, as you guys have talked about before, it's all about the planning. If you have a really a und- good understanding of what your business goals are, what your brand stands for, where you're heading with this, then understanding the fact that I'm going to start with 2,000 and I'm going to do what I can with that. Um, and then in two years' time, I'm going to aim to have 10 and do it all, you know, the way that it needs to be done. Yeah, definitely go forward with that. But it's about, you know, it's about having that expectation From the outset and not thinking that you can get everything that you want for, you know, less than ten. Because if
0: I think about my if I think about my own website, when I first started it legitimately was just about getting something on the web. It was was a brochure, it was um having a presence. If somebody looked me up, they could see that I really did exist. Mm -hmm. This is who I was and these are some of the things that I do. But I full well knew at the time that, you know, if the business worked and I was able to make some money, at some point I was gonna have to Redo it, add some more bells and whistles, yeah. improve the layout. And that was, I guess always part of the plan. But for me, it was about, I don't want to spend a lot of money and then find it. Oh, I, cl- I don't find any clients I don't find any clients. So you know I'm probably at the point now where it's time to start rethinking the website to do all the things that you've just spoken about um, and and help improve building my own brand. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I think that's a really good point. because a lot of people would freak out, right? and go, I well, I haven't even started making money yet. So you want me to yeah. you want me to hand over <laughs> yeah. all this money for something that, you know, is very intangible yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, you know, yeah. as we yeah. discussed, the brand is multi layered and your logo mm-hmm. isn't it. So why am I gonna go invest in this money into something that I'm not sure whether it's going to, yeah. you know, kick off? And I totally appreciate that. And I think that's the best way to think about it is your mm. hygiene factors that I spoke about before, logo, somewhere to make sure people can find you and validate you because mm-hmm. that's a trust thing, as you said, Trudy, you know. Make sure yeah. you actually exist and you're not some offshore basement mm. operation yeah. that's going <laughs> to end really bad. It well, like, if,
0: if I'm honest, if I can't find a business yep. online, yep. I'm probably l- unlikely to use them. Same. Yeah. Yeah. completely. Same for me as well. And it doesn't have to be a fancy website. I just need to be able to find them.
2: Yeah, and it, it
0: and maybe and maybe a contact detail, an email or a phone number or something that says
2: yeah, there is a way of contacting the
0: yeah. you're
1: more likely to purchase from them. Yeah. if the rest of the stuff is done well. Yes. Yes. Right? True. Because it's about presentation.
0: Yeah, but at a base level, I need that. I need that website. So if a business doesn't have it, yeah. I sort of wonder. It's sus, it's yeah. sus these days.
1: Yeah. I think it's been sus for about ten years. Prior yeah. to that you could kind of get away with not having something. Mm. Um, and depending on the industry that you're in, if you're word of mouth reputation and you've got a Facebook page, that might be yep. enough to sustain you if you're not yep. looking to grow. Sure. Um, the the recent example for me is personal trainer. Mm. She doesn't have a website, but she's known in the area. I've met her personally. Um, she's got a business with a brand, mm. but it's just on Facebook because she's got almost a full client base. Yeah. So she she's not it. looking to grow. Mm. Um, but if it was a new to the area Jim, I wouldn't be looking at it if there wasn't an online presence.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really good point that you make is, you know, the comment that you made about not ready to grow. If if you're happy Mm. with where you are and you've got really great engaged customers, they know you, especially from a personal branding point of view, with your personal trainer, that that is a person embodies the business and therefore Comfortable, making money where they want to go, fantastic. As soon as you switch to I want to grow, I want to add employees, I want to X, Y, Z, that's when you need to, need to actually consider the next stage of your business and that's when you need to think about, you know, upping those hygiene factors. Um, in terms of, you know, a website as well and even a logo, if you want your investment to work for you, so work on that emotional level, mm. connect with people, convey a message when you don't actually have to physically be doing all of the work, then you need to invest more. Your website's not going to do anything for you or make you money um, with a minimal investment because there's so many key components that you need to consider uh, without draining everyone's lives like, you know, search engine optimization, where are you found on Google? Um, You know, conversion optimization. Are people actually in their details? Are they registering for newsletter? Like there's so many things that your website should be doing for you when you get to a certain level. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: Um, so yeah, like 2000 is the minimum. I would suggest that you would invest. You're not going to probably get a professional to do a lot for that. Um,
1: <laughs> well here's the thing though, time is right? money. Yeah. And time money also pays for years of experience. Yep. And in the same way if you're selling a product and you've worked out what it costs you to research it, manufacture it, bring it to market and then sell mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the professional service offers you a service based on their years of experience and knowledge. That is what you're paying for as opposed to the physical hours worth of time you might get with them or project that's done for you.
0: I actually saw a good one on social media the other day. It was... um, uh, joke electrician bill that said um, $1 to cut wire $999 to know which wire to cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And, exactly. and
0: that's exactly what you're paying for when you're looking at a service business. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, so just quickly, we've only got a few minutes left. Um, as always, time flies when it you're does. having fun, right? <laughs> yeah, um, if businesses aren't, aren't getting the results, when should they change things up and what should they do?
2: Okay, so going back to that kind of First point that we discussed earlier, have a really good look at what's going on. Your first point of call should always be audit your business, speak to your customers. Um, if you've got no customers, you know, put out a survey, just get some feedback because, you know, when you're, especially small business, when you are at the middle of it, it's so emotional for you and yeah. it's very mm. hard to see what's actually going on. Um, So your first point of call is definitely to audit. So either be objective. If you don't think you can be objective, you need to engage a professional, whether it's a business advisor, design strategist, you know, anyone in your network. Anyone. Just come in and go, right, I think this is what's happening. Um, Mm. Then kind of think about from that, that will tell you where you need to pivot. So... If, for example, you've hit capacity, you're the personal trainer example, you've hit capacity, you've got, you know, really good customers, whatever, but you're looking to grow, then it's probably time to rebrand. And what I mean by rebrand is take where you are now as a brand, so what your offer is, all your layers, et cetera, and then position it in a position where it's bigger. So... And can
1: also incur a higher exactly. charge for the service, right? Exactly. Because how do you grow if you're at capacity without increasing your
2: 100%. Prices? And perfect example of that take two pairs of runners, both white sneakers, and put a Nike swoosh on one of them. That's yeah. the best <laughs> way to explain it. Kmart, Nike, same factory, pro cost. Yeah. So, yeah, because you're paying for brand. Exactly. And, you know, the perceived value associated with that entity um yeah you might think about having a new product so you know say you've got one thing on the market and you want to add to that that's a fantastic idea to kind of play around with but again get your information first
1: do Do your your research research. (laughs) do your plan (laughs)
2: because it might end up
1: costing you more than you can afford to bring it to market and you know
2: uh, everyone has it's psychologically we're impacted by trends that are going on at a soci- you know a society level so for example i can tell <laughs> in business it will be all right so over the last probably five years everyone wants to start a skincare brand everyone. yeah because that's what's dominating yeah. market at the moment and, you know, yeah, in yeah. probably the five five years after that, it'll probably be software as a service. So everyone wants to create something where there's a subscription fee associated with it. So uh, there's those kind of messages coming through to us on a society level, maybe influencing our decision yeah. of what to offer the market. You have to go back and do an independent audit of whether you've actually got something that's a good idea and whether it's competitively viable. Like think about, you know, Think about your network, think about your actual strategy of how you're communicating that message. Where are the areas that you can have quick wins? So for example, instead of pushing something down their throats by going, buy my product, it's 5.99 and it's awesome. Fantastic, nobody cares. That's not how we actually understand um, that's not what, how we buy. We buy things on an emotional level. So I want to be fit and healthy for 2021. I'm going to actively search out a personal trainer because I associate personal training with fitness and wellness. Except getting like, fit. yeah. Right? So you've got to think yeah. about that yeah. kind of messaging and it might be really quick just to change those two things. Um, but, yeah, going back to it, just... Avoid leading with what you think the solution is, and get your planning, and your statistics, yeah. and your information first.
1: Amazing! Mm-hmm. I think they're great tips and great yeah. timing. It's a good time for people to reassess that if things haven't been going great for them.
0: Yeah, New Year's business. always a good time
1: Um, so. Yeah, definitely if it's a, if it's something that has been on playing on your mind for a while, today you'll be able to take some of that data um, that we've explained today and go off and apply it to your current business. So we're out of time for today, Paris. It's been amazing, but we'll have you back soon. Thank you so much for coming hey guys,
2: in. Guys, much appreciated. Have a fabulous day.
1: You've been listening to Financial FoFu with Sarah Eiferman and Trudy Cowan. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests and we recommend that you seek independent suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances thanks for tuning in hope to see you next week please 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 send us um use our link and send us any requests or any feedback we'd really appreciate it cheers